Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Great. Welcome on board. Yeah, okay. Telephone talk show. On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Oh, well, there you are, passive-aggressive Lawrence, not turning on my microphone. I never did that to Steve when I was over there running things. <laughs> I turned his mic off <laughs> unceremoniously. Well, that's what you just did to me. Right. But good morning. We'll put that all behind us, and we'll just wish you a very pleasant morning. And may I say, ahead of September, or no, I already did this for September before you left. Ahead of October. Ahead of October, <laughs> you are strikingly handsome, if I may say so today. Right. Slightly tan from spending this time out, to, out out in the sun last week. So Painting your house. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's half done. Uh, just like everything else you do, half. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I won't finish the sentence. <laughs> well, uh, one, isn't one of the seven habits of highly effective people finish what you start? That's usually a good one. <laughs> well, Usually a good one. I got about five projects half finished in my life right now. Well, I've noticed that you have vast ideas, but usually they wind up half vast. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to eat anything I've cooked because they all come out half-baked. Well, that wouldn't be a surprise either. <laughs> You'd expect that, wouldn't you? I would expect. That. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. It is the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Open phones is our shtick this morning. And so pray we, tell who is our producer. Uh, Lynn Hall's oh, on the other morning, side of Lynn. the glass. She's over there waving as she's ready to do a super job. So put her to work. 1-800-795-9565. She has the little headset on. She's good to go. And uh, she has her finger on the button in case you say a curse <laughs> word. We're ready for you. So that's what the the producer does is waits. So she's over there. She is, she's back. Well, let's see if she how how much attention she's paying. I'll just get, let loose a stream of curse <laughs> words. <laughs> I don't think she can delay you. Oh, can't she? It's oh, callers. Right. So, oh, so. All right. <laughs> yeah, we have to watch our words. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. On the mark is sponsored with the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line open. Call us one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the mark at wkok.com. And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. You found something that you sent in uh, today yes, that um, uh, was from the community. From the Daily Item, uh, Eric Shikitano wrote, wrote a very comprehensive story about a bill that seeks to ban on teaching sexual orientation, gender identity, in primary schools. A uh, new bill proposing a now familiar restriction sought by some Republican lawmakers barring classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in elementary schools was introduced in the Pennsylvania House. The bill, House Bill 2813, introduced by State Representative Stephen Bo- uh, Stephanie Borowitz of Clinton and Center County, would require age-appropriate instruction specific- specifically in grades K to 5. Now, this is the same bill that they're calling the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida. Is it? 
but it's not, you know, it's, it's not at all like that grades. at all. It's not for the lower primary grades. It's all the way up to fifth, right? All right. And State Representative David Rowe, who is our representative in Snyder and Union County, and Kathy Rapp of Wayne and Crawford County uh, spoke in support with Rowe taking the opportunity to express support for school choice. Uh, Fenica Redman, a Chester County mother who sued her child's school district, Great Valley School District, also spoke during the event. She voiced opposition to the inclusion of largely LGBTQ books like Gender Queer and All Boys Aren't Blue in school libraries that depict graphic, detailed sexual encounters between minors. State Senator Doug Mastriano, a Republican from Franklin County and a candidate for governor, said accusations that Republicans are seeking a book ban is a red herring. Disputed materials could be kept out of circulation but made available with parental permission. Now that seems eminently fair to me or am I missing something? I don't know. It doesn't sound too bad to me. Uh, you know, I think you got to watch the idea of, uh, you know, banning certain books, but this sounds reasonable. Plus you're talking up to fifth grade, so uh, you know, you're really not into the heart of what is uh, sort of the more mixed materials that uh, parents are going to want their kids to have access to later. But this is one of those prime areas where if only common sense could prevail and compromise could have a role in the room, you know, you could certainly, if, if that's considered by either librarians or folks that just want free access, uh, then if that's considered too extreme, what's what's a further compromise? What, you know, maybe, maybe you don't want parental permission there. Maybe some, uh, what I'm going to call um, more prudish parents won't allow their kids to read anything at all whatsoever that relates to gender or sexuality. Why does that make you a prude? Well, I Why would you describe well, the parents I, as being Because prudish. I think gender and sexuality and Isn't it possible that they just want, want age-appropriate material taught to their absolutely, children? Absolutely, yeah, that, that's a fine concern. I'm just trying to describe parents. It's not a derogatory reference. Well, I wouldn't use reference. that word. Oh, okay. it is a derogatory oh, reference. It, it, makes it, sound like, it makes it sound like they're Puritans sitting there with their buckled <laughs> hats on. <laughs> not that there was anything wrong with that. Standing in the way of progress Back wherever possible. Day. Right. Right. Aside from the witch burnings, it was a pretty good time. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Burning witches but is anyway, this is ripe, 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 ripe for compromise. You know, folks can sit down. I know sort of we went through a period where school board meetings had a lot of folks that were pretty angry about things, and that certainly is noteworthy, but that has parlayed into action bills and parental involvement and parental more, more parents involved in school boards. So... Um, I don't know. I just think it's ripe for compromise. We always, th I always think of the conservatives in Harrisburg as coming up with the worst bill, but this doesn't sound like the worst one to me. Well, I, it really I, doesn't. I mean, it, it. Well, even the whole thing in in Florida, that bill, they're saying that this one goes beyond what Florida did, and of mm -hmm. course, they called the Florida bill "Don't Say Gay." Had nothing to do with that. It really, it just is trying to make things age appropriate. In I the don't school library, right? I, I don't think that a kid in in uh, elementary school should be subjected to, th to things they can't process. If I mean, when you were five years old, when you were seven years old, did you know what a gay person was? Did, I did you have any idea that there was, you know... Turns out I knew some, <laughs> but I didn't know much about it. Well, you know, so, all right, if, if someone comes up to you and talks to you... And, by the way, this bill does not ban discussions brought up by the students. If the student would, you know, br bring up a question or ask a okay. question of a teacher, the teacher is allowed to have a discussion with them about that. Well, it sounds like this might be a little bit closer to that compromise where we talk about where you try to get some common sense involved and get parents involved. You know, and I think just another reality that's kind of in the background here is that kids, uh, maybe not in five or six, but seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, 
11-year-olds will have access via the Internet to all of this that they wish to research and look at and Google and find and, and look at, you know, and get information right. on this if they so choose. Uh, they seem to have, they seem to know everything these well, days. the bill also contains one provision that makes it a little different from the uh, Florida law. The proposal also, and this may be controversial, the proposal also looks to establish parental notification procedures for health care services and related questionnaires and would require schools to notify parents about changes in a student's health care services or monitoring for mental, physical, and emotional health. Again, this is a story from today's Daily Item written by Eric Chicatano mm -hmm. of the uh, CNHIN News yeah, Service. Community Newspapers right. Group. An excellent story, well written, and very comprehensive and fair and balanced. Oh, Eric's the real deal. Well, yeah, he's is. a local native. Right. So I think the fact is that... Uh, if th that might be the sticking point where parents or kids can't have any confidential conversations with the health care teacher, and I see both sides of this also. Well, it doesn't also. say they can't, Mark. It says that they, they must be notified, parents must be notified of any changes. Well, including so a student talking about uh, gender-related uh, issues or what, or what the school would diagnose as maybe possible gender dysphoria, let me, parents would have to be notified. Let me right? read again here what Eric wrote here. The proposal also looks to establish parental notification procedures for health care services. Now, that would imply that if they sought uh, an abortion or something, this parent would have to be notified, well, right? Okay. A fifth grader? Right. I don't know. And related questionnaires and would require schools to notify parents about changes in a student's health care services or monitoring for mental, physical, or emotional health. So if a school was going to put you on some kind of a watch list for emotional health, do they even have such a list? Yeah, we'd have to hear both sides of this, this topic, but it sounds like it's it would it has some, certainly a pretty reasonable basis. Parents want to know these things. If a child is talking to them about, uh, talking to the health care provider at the school about gender or appears to have gender dysphoria or appears to need an abortion, you certainly could have that in the fourth or the fifth grade um, or certainly the sixth grade. Uh, um, so you want parents notified. I can see why parents would want that in there. At the same token, uh, that will eliminate that connection for some kids, no doubt. They obviously will know that if they go to the school and, and their health care that they receive from the school changes, the parents are going to be notified and the child loses confidentiality. So, well, should there be confidentiality? <sighs> At the school. I mean, is the school really the one who should be the arbiter of someone's mental health? Yeah, I don't know. That's or their uh, emotional well-being. I think there are both sides to that issue that you'd have to discuss. Certainly, you want the, we don't want the child to not come forward. You know, if a fourth or fifth grader is, is having some, some of these mental health or anxiety or depression is right. a factor in that child's life and they seek help in the school but they don't want the parents to know, is that something that you want the uh, you want the, to honor that confidentiality, or do you want to pull out all the stops to helping that students? You know, I see both sides of that. Uh, certainly, if a child it's almost is based on what the issue is at the time, don't you think that there are certain issues where it wouldn't be a problem, certain issues where it would well, be? Well, in the emergent nature of it, a child right. that says, you know, I'm thinking about this, I want to read about this, I'd like to know more about that, is different than a child 
child who says, you know, I'm extremely anxious or I'm extremely isolated or uh, I'm feeling suicidal or something like that, you know, that's much more emergent. Well, the fact that the books would be available with parental consent for the student to read. Well, that's you know, the library, but you're talking yeah. healthcare is a separate. Well, uh, yeah, but I'm talking about aspect. the concept of, you know, in the district, where, where the, books the, where would, the well, parents. Well, yeah, they could pull a book off the library shelf. Well, no, I mean, where the par- parents are involved. If the parents have the right to say, you can read this book, you know, it's it's like, to me, it's like empowering the parents. It's saying to them, look, if, if something changes with your kid and we notice it, we're going to tell you. But if you want your kid to be able to read these books, we're going to permit you to, we'll have them here, and at your request, they will be made available to your child. I think that's a good point and that you're making. And But the other aspect of this that strikes me is that all the staff persons the student is coming across have politics. They have uh, sort of, uh, you know, sort of the, the, the doctor's oath aspect to do no harm. Okay, so they have that in their background. The Hippocratic oath you're thinking Thank you. For. But <laughs> at the same time, um, you, you, the, the person might be ultra-liberal or, uh, you know, far, I don't know if this is feasible to say, far too conservative to be able to accurately discuss gender issues with a child or far too liberal to be able to, uh, you know, to give an accurate conversation to the student, to be a, a real amenable ear to the student if they're talking about some of the mental health issues. Well, that's a good point. You know, if, if I, you know, I was a probably a, a pretty liberal parent, so I, I, th- I would probably be able to have a conversation about gender or mental health concerns, but that would land differently at your house and it would land differently at, uh, you know, an ultra conservative's house, like at Dan's house in New Berlin. Right. It would, you know, all this would, would, different ears would kind of pick up on this. Well, and State Senator Lindsey Williams, who's a Democrat from Allegheny County, called this bill worse than Florida's Don't Say Gay bill, effectively saying that members of the LGBTQ community don't belong. She said it risks the health and well-being of a community already at heightened risk of bullying and self-harm. Martin's bill had passed along the party line voting in the Senate earlier this summer and now is pending consideration in the House. I don't see how this harms. Well, that parental notification might be a dilemma that might be a bridge too far for the governor. You know, he's kind of more into the privacy. Oh, I'm sure the governor will veto this if it passes. Well, this is why Lawrence's (laughs) worthless view is that Mastriano will be our next governor. (laughs) There isn't anyone who agrees with me, but... uh, I don't agree with you. (laughs) He'll sign it. Right, he'll sign it. Yeah, he would sign it. I'm sure he would. He's obviously supporting it at this phase there. But I don't see... But Governor Wolf probably would not. But at the same time, Governor Wolf could say, look, let's all sit down and come up with, these are all great things that will help us take great care of our kids. Can't we come up with something that... How does this risk the health and well-being of the LGBT community? So far, from what I've heard from you, the only thing that I think is a deal killer is the fact that the parents get notified if a child talks to them about private issues. that no matter what, the school is obligated and will and does immediately notify the parents about any conversation. it, It looks to establish parental notification procedures. Mm-hmm. It doesn't compel them. Mm-hmm. It looks to establish them. So that would imply that there is room for negotiation here, that once this bill passes, there is some the parents and the school can enter into a dialogue about what what's acceptable and what's not acceptable with respect to reporting. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We are talking about a bill in Harrisburg that's being talked about. We're kind of late in the legislative session, so maybe this will get a more vibrant uh, public discussion. 
question next year that would relate to some of the uh, more adult-oriented themes and discussions that are in schools, one or K through five, and also required that uh, well lead to a formulation of a policy that that indicates the requirement to notify parents of any health care change or status in the health care delivered to a student in right. the elementary school. Uh, what's your view on this? What are the two sides of these important issues? Uh, Lawrence's worthless view, and there's a re- you're going to be able to hear why I call it worthless. This is ripe for compromise. There's got to be some way that we can find something in the middle that teachers and, and teachers unions and administrators and school boards can uh, agree to here. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, Mark Lawrence here. Rob Center has the show off. Lynn Hall is over there. And Joe McGranahan, our good uh, co-host here. we got some callers standing by. Eric, we've been talking about a bill pending in Harrisburg that would uh, sort of take Don't Say Gay a little bit farther. But of course, except it, it doesn't say don't except say Except it doesn't say that. <laughs> and also would relate to health care uh, outreach by students. What's your view on this? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I've been dropping my grandkids off at uh, school, so I didn't get a chance to read the paper this morning. Um, so this this article by Eric Shikatano, right. is that correct? That's correct. Does this does this bill uh, target only K through five? Yes. Or does this bill no, cover yes. everyone up through high school too? I just answered your question. Yes, K through five. Okay, so as far as I mean, what you're sure about, so as far as the parental notification of questioning and so forth, that would end once the, the child hits a middle school. Well, it certainly isn't covered in this in this uh, this bill. Okay, uh, in that case, um, I, I don't have a whole lot of problem with it. My concern is if if when it's in the house they tweak it suddenly and it becomes a, a broader bill. Uh, which can happen, as you and I know. Uh, my concern is this. I believe in Pennsylvania, a, a child of age 14 or older is allowed to be in with a medical professional without without their parent being present. Uh, my concern would be if we would have a young person who, who would have something like uh, an STD, a sexually transmitted disease, and would be reticent to not you know, get treated for it or even talk about it because they were so ashamed that they didn't want their parents to know about it. Uh, I could see that as being an adverse effect of uh, 
if you're if the uh, someone in the school is told and they are required then to to then report back to the parents. Eric, you, you bring up where, Eric, you bring up uh, a great you bring up a great point um, when you talk about that 14 year old or 15 year old who has an issue like that. But do the parents have any right to know that their child has gone down a path that perhaps is less than desirable? Uh, as far as I know, 14 is is what the, the the time for privacy, medical privacy, and what about the rights of a child? So let's say it's not 14. Let's say it's 15, 16, 17. Because we have 18 year olds also in in high school, right? right? And they're they're fully adults. And if this bill then becomes brought into all schools, you could have because you have an 18 year old who's also a senior in high school or maybe even a junior, the school required to 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 talk to their parents even though the person's of legal age just because they're in school. I would have a huge concern with that. So the, you don't think the parents have any particular right to know about medical choices their kid may make if they are over the age of 14? Well, I, I would hope that parents would have discussions with their kids uh, K through 5, you know, appropriately about things like sexuality and disease and so forth. But you know, and I know, the conservative area we live in now, uh, you know, how much of that is, is, is not occurring? And what about the rights of the child? What about the rights of that 14-year-old young lady or young gentleman who, because out of fear, will not, will not seek treatment? So where okay. you always talk about the rights of the unborn and so forth and the rights. I talk about the rights of the child here, and you want to counter and say, no, the parents have all the rights. No, I'm not saying that. I just asked you a question where, where you would draw the line or if you would draw a line. I didn't make a comment one way or the other. I would hope that there would be an open relationship between that parent and child to talk about anything of health. But the fact of the matter is a lot of our, especially more conservative areas, uh, more conservative churches, uh, you know, browbeating these kids, hey, you have sinned, you know, you have, you have become, you know, the scarlet letter, be that scarlet letter STD now instead of A. <laughs> but, uh, and it's been reported that the STDs are going through the roof because, right, because of whatever, you know. Yeah. All right, we've got other callers waiting, but thank you so Thanks, much, Eric. Appreciate, appreciate your call. Thank you, guys. Take, Always appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Glad to have you. Take sounds care. Like, sounds like an endorsement there. Stan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning. In regards to this law, it's you know, I don't know a lot about it, but the basics are basically the school's supposed to tell the parents K through 12 that their kid is having some sort of problem, whether it's medical and is that the basic? No, no, no. It, the primary function is to require age-appropriate instruction for grades K through 5. But the bill also looks to establish parental notification procedures for health care services and related questionnaires and would require schools to notify parents about changes in a student's health care services or monitoring for mental, physical, or emotional health. Now, Eric's story doesn't say whether or not that is limited to K through 5 or whether that would include all grades. Okay. okay. Simple question. Once a child is born, even before that, who is responsible for that child if something should happen to that child? The parents, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So if the parents aren't going to be notified when their child may or may not be having some sort of medical issue or, or whatever, or, you know, they're having some sort of issue, they are not children of the state. The state does not own them. And, you know, in, in all reality, the parents don't own them, but the parents are fully responsible for them. They're supposed to clothe, house them, and feed them. But the school and the state 
or the school districts don't want to uh, basically uh, follow that principle. They, when they want to hide things from the parents, I have a real problem with that. No, it's not. It's not indicting anybody. It's just seeking to establish procedures that would require certain things. Okay, right, because but, of and they have to do this. Why? But Stan, you are 100 percent on the right track. The idea that the child could end up having an interaction with the health care provider at the school, and the parents would never know, and it could be a critically important thing. So this would codify the fact that schools have to come up with a policy under what circumstances they will notify parents. And you know, I'll just repeat briefly this idea that a kid may not come forward if they know the parents are going to be notified is is, you know, sort of a tangible uh, concern here. Is it an overriding concern about the parents' right to know? I can't see how that could be true, because parents seem to, you know, they have to know everything. As you say, they're 100% in charge. But this idea that a child may not seek treatment or consultation or information because they know the parents uh, would uh, be told, uh, that is a concern as well. But don't the parents so, have some kind of an absolute right to know what's affecting the life of their child? Suddenly the kid becomes quiet at home, withdrawn, mm-hmm. doesn't speak. Well, parents should react <laughs> to that immediately. Well, yeah, but I'm saying isn't that likely something that would happen if they were receiving treatment for some serious illness or a sexually transmitted disease, oh. as our friend Eric referred to it? Okay. Um, you know, yeah. w- wouldn't the parent have some right to at least know right. that this has happened to their child? Go ahead, Stan. Of course they would, because they're also ultimately responsible to pay all the bills, aren't they? So if they don't have any right for that. So my question is, why was this being brought up in the state? My guess is because there are school districts that are hiding things from the parents when the kids come to the counselors looking for whatever help they may need, whether it be just counseling or medical, some sort of medical help. There are school districts within the state and all across the country that are hiding things from the parents. That's why this law is being instituted, or trying to be, correct? Well, that's a good take. Uh, We'll discuss that. If you need more time, call back after the break. And Bob, uh, call back. We'll be back and finish the discussion. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Thank you. Uh, We are right in the middle of a vibrant discussion about a bill pending in Harrisburg. We'd love to hear your view on this during open phones coming up. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, 9 a.m. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. All right, welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's across from me, Mayor of Shemokin Dam. He still has a role with the Bar Association. Official candidate in Pennsylvania and is uh, still chair of the CSVT task force. Anything new on that highway? Should I be asking you about anything that relates to the highway or meetings or progress? Or You should. Okay. Well, what should I ask you? If well, I were if a good I journalist? If I told you that, you wouldn't be a good reporter. <laughs> okay. So how's the southern <laughs> section coming? It's coming. Okay. And the northern <laughs> section? They're moving a lot of dirt. Okay. If you've been out 11th Avenue, they're moving a lot of dirt there. They're moving dirt everywhere. Is that short section of Route 405 now open north of Northumberland? Yes, 405 is open. Okay, and uh, how's the progress of putting down new pavement on the o- the 
the section of the CSVT northern section that has to be rebuilt that was 147. Well, well still I think is. they're pretty much done with that. Well, they're working on it. Well, yeah, yeah they're pretty much done with it. It was 95% completed a little while ago. It's okay. probably 98 now. Okay. They're so building a turn lane into Granger's Road up here. Okay. Oh, right. I saw that. Yeah, like a deceleration lane because they well, know. Well, turning lane to get people out of the center of the, get people off the highway to make the turn. They already got the left turn lane ready. you don't want somebody slamming into somebody who's making a turn. And we can go left onto County Line Road now, I noticed, if you're going south on 15. Right, and you'll be able to go right on County Line Road, too. If you're coming north? If not, if you're coming north, no. I don't think you can cross over there. Oh, or I mean, yeah, if you're coming, oh, it would be left if you're coming north. North, but, right. But uh, there... They're, oh, they're going to add, what, what are they going to add? What's going to change from what's there right now? You won't be able to cross County Line Road to go directly across, correct? Well, they're, they're working on a lot of things in that area, so I don't want to comment on something that might be in flux. Okay. Why don't you read the news headlines, and we'll go back to our other discussion. Okay. All right. Sorry. Well, I was just trying to see your CSVT task force chair. You're supposed to be informed on this thing. So I, I think I know a fair amount about it, but, you know, the, the main thing now is the southern section, what they're working on. They're moving the dirt. The second contract is being prepared. They're mm -hmm. working on noise barriers moving in the, the, the five neighborhoods that they've identified where sound barriers would be useful. Okay. That's what the main focus is at the moment. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We would love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. In Union County, the COVID-19 spread rate is now listed by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control as a high spread. So Bucknell University is again requiring masking on campus. The university already recommended face masks under circumstances, including at the school's health care office. Now all on-campus indoor activity is covered by the mask requirement. The university issued a statement saying that when the CDC guidelines call for high transmission in Union County, face coverings are required indoors on the campus of Bucknell University. The Valley's largest homeless shelter is expanding, and they're turning to the community for help. Haven Ministries says it's begun a $1.7 million capital campaign to help fund their nearly $2 million project. Corey Fossold is a Haven Ministries board members, a Sunbury resident, said he kept hearing the same complaint at their meetings. We are so full and we have turned so many people away. We don't know what to do. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, this is really easy. If, if you don't know what to do, you'd need to build more rooms. The problem became, how do you get the money to do those rooms? And that's why we're here today. Fossil says it's a $1.7 million project overall. They hope to raise about a half a million dollars in the local community. AP reporting that Utah boy who suffered a serious head injury after falling from a bunk bed during last, le last month's Little League World Series has returned home from the hospital and his family is suing the league and the company that made the bed. Easton Oliverson continues to recover. His parents filed the lawsuit saying there should have been a railing on the top of bunk. Kevin Fountain, a spokesman for Little League, said that the league would not comment on that pending lawsuit in federal court. Pennsylvania Capitol Star is reporting that former U.S. Senator Rick Santorum is now campaigning for Doug Mastriano. Uh, Santorum said that Mastriano is undergoing the same kind of false extreme scrutiny that he underwent when Santorum was running for senator. Uh, senator Santorum called attention to a Philadelphia Daily News editorial back 
back in the 90s endorsing U.S. Senator Harris Walford and warned voters to be very afraid of Santorum. Santorum drew a clear parallel between himself and Mastriano. Mastriano does favor banning abortion, cutting public school funding, and opposing marriage equality and gender rights, but Santorum says he is a traditional conservative with inflation rising and presidential election two years away. Mastriano, he says, is the safe choice for Pennsylvania conservatives. All right, you got that, Joe? Uh, let's see. Migrants flown from Texas to Massachusetts under a program by Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis have filed a federal lawsuit, say they were a victim of fraud for <laughs> political purposes. A group of Venezuelan migrants Tuesday filed a lawsuit in federal court uh, against Ron DeSantis and other Florida officials who took credit for flying them to Martha's Vineyard, alleging that they were lured into the flights through gifts and false offers of justice jobs and services. Three migrants from Venezuela, represented by civil rights attorneys in Massachusetts, accused DeSantis of violating several federal laws from the U.S. Con and the U.S. Constitution, asking the federal district court in Boston to prohibit Florida from inducing migrants to travel across state lines by fraud and misrepresentation. The Venezuelan asylum seekers also asked the court to award them and several dozen other migrants flown to Martha's Vineyard last week monetary compensation for emotional trauma that oh, they suffered as a result of their transportation. <laughs> Yeah, told them they were going to Boston for jobs and things, and then they dumped in Martha's Vineyard. How, how do you know that? And where did these where did these illegal illegal immigrants get the money for these lawyers? Just out of curiosity. Well, I'm sure the uh, does the word Democrat sound familiar? The uh, lawyers probably stepped up. I mean, it's obvious that laws were broken here. This really, you think so? It, well, yeah, but yeah, the first law that was broken is they're here illegally. Right. Everybody on both sides is in deep trouble here. Everybody on both sides is playing this but, politically. But, except, right. But, but the it, administration could solve the problem by just closing the border. DeSantis needed a spectacle, and so he did that. But that's, you know, as you know, demonstrations are worth it sometimes. Well, you always tell me that that's a fundamental thing. Having when, when nothing is happening, we need to stand up. We need to do something <laughs> different. And now DeSantis has done it, and all of a sudden he's a, we a villain. A, we have to have a demonstration, right? Right. So I don't know where the lawyers came from. But, yeah, the, the, oh, you had asked how do, how do we know that the migrants were told this, but given that, that's, right. what, that's what they're claiming, that they were told that they were going to be going to Boston, and they would receive, you know, sort of an induction and transportation to some of them already had hearings scheduled elsewhere in the U.S. for their asylum uh, case, and they were told they would be given transportation there. Then they were literally dumped in Martha's Vineyard. The plane took off, and they were left there. But of course, they were very well, welcome. The federal there. government, the community, take, really flies people into Westchester in. Airport in the middle of the night and dumps them off. That is not the same thing. Oh that, no, that of course that not. Is, that was done by the Democrats. No, That's that is the wrong not thing, all right? what's happening. I, I think there are definitely night flights, and if we want to have a discussion about that, can, but there's no comparison. Those are scheduled flights of individuals who know where they're going that are going to places where they're going to be accepted and housed and that where they belong, you know, temporarily in the U.S. until they're deported or allowed to enter officially or whatever it happens to be. This is different, This is, but this is a spectacle, mission accomplished. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying it's, you know, it apparently violates some laws, plus you, you should tell these asylum seekers, what you're moving them for, if you're going to move them. So, all right. So, uh, let's see. One other news story. The UN says social media is ruining the world. The head of the United Nations has just told the world that YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram are ruining humanity. UN <laughs> Secretary General Antonio Guterres says social media platforms that may
make money from outrage, anger, and negativity are doing untold damage to communities and societies. He told the UN General Assembly in New York that social media is contributing to a colossal global dysfunction. Well, he's absolutely right. <laughs> but what can you do about it? You want free, free media, right? Or do you want censorship? Um, but people have also said at the UN that gunpowder ruined the world and drugs ruined the world and alcohol ruined the world and electricity ruined the world. So we'll keep going. All these things have ruined the world. <laughs> Every, yeah, everything. I think I think it's humans that are ruining Computers the world. Computers have ruined the world. <laughs> right. So, but I really, uh, deep down, I think it's humans that are ruining the world. But that's just me. Uh, let's see. Earlier today, how would you recap what we talked about? We've been talking about a bill in the state house, House Bill 2813, and an article written by Eric Chicatano in today's Daily Item outlining that bill, which they're now calling Pennsylvania's equivalent of the Don't Say Gay bill, although it doesn't say anything about not saying gay. But either did the, the other bill right. in Florida. Okay, so I believe this relates to that topic. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to the phone. Good morning, gentlemen. Concerning the notification by schools to parents of students of a medical concern they may be dealing with, who would pay for the student's treatment of said medical concern? As most students are on their parents' health insurance plan, parents would receive information from the insurance company as to what is or is not covered expense. What are your thoughts? Well, that's a good point. Well, yeah, absolutely, under those circumstances. Uh, but again, uh, and this is really the only asterisk that I can think of about this, is you do need some confidential person who's informed on topics that kids encounter that a child can turn to without immediately telling the parents. You know, or, or maybe that's just not the school's job. Maybe the school's job is to, you know, let the kids grow up as they might, do what they want to, and uh, let people influence them as they would and don't give them anybody to talk to. Well, you know, what would happen, though? Let's say a kid has some, uh, let's go back to Eric's example, a sexually transmitted disease. Well, and they different. seek treatment for it in school, and the school isn't going to pay for that treatment. Right. That's so different. eventually the parents are right or is correct. The parents are going to have to know because the insurance company is going to report it. That's Lawrence's emergent medical topic that parents have to be notified. All right. Well, I, I agree with you. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that ended that topic. Joseph, we're going to have to move on to something else. Joe agrees with me. Go ahead. Yes, I do, Mark. Uh, 100%. That last statement you made before you got into the discussion there with Joe about you believe that it's people's destroying the earth, you are correct. <laughs> I was bound to hit something. <laughs> yeah, because Revelation 11, oh, no. uh, I 18 <laughs> says that. It says, now it's time to destroy those that destroy the earth. That's yeah. not that's our topic. That's not our topic, though. The topic I is this bill. I know but I was just commenting on that, and that's yeah. not what I wanted to talk about right now. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the, the school interfering with your parental, you know, care. When I was a lot younger, I adopted a teenager, a girl, and uh, anyway, but we found out she had health problems and went to a doctor and stuff, and here it was, uh, they found, discovered it was uh, birth control pills that she was taking. Now, we didn't allow that because we're Puritans. Uh, I heard someone mention something distasteful about Puritans, but we believe in smart. sex after you're married. It not was before. not. Okay. Yes, it was. Prudes. Now... <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, here we found, I went down to the school and I said, hey, who gives you the right to give uh, birth control to my daughter, you know, my adopted daughter? And they said, well, we didn't do it, but it was the uh, government agency. It's right in Lewisburg there. It was right across from, uh, 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 well, right around, uh, uh, before, well, anyhow, 
was going. Uh, it I was in Lewisburg. Anyway, <laughs> I went in there in that government agency, and I said, I wanted to talk to the lady that's in charge, and, and uh, they said that you know that's that's government policy. I said, all at once. <laughs> if I give your daughter an aspirin, what would you do? An, an aspirin. Well, you know, they, you know what they do. I'd be in jail or in court or something. I'm not allowed to do that. I wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? And you're not even allowed to do that, I guess. But the point is, here's the government interfering with a family. And, and, and <clears throat> the only thing that we have, you may think you own your house or your car. You don't. Because if you don't give the government their share every year it comes around, it's called taxes or license or whatever, uh, they're going to come and take your house or sell it at a sheriff's sale. The only thing we really have is the fruit of our loins, our children. And, and we are responsible for them to teach them in the fear and the admonition of Yahweh and, and to teach them right. Now, and they don't, don't always go that way, but if they're taught that way from a child, they will follow that, basically. And the school has no right. And, and uh, as far as these transgender things that they're teaching in the school, or even allow them to be taught, if they would teach true science, and a child may come up to the teacher or something and says he feels like a, a boy, he feels like he's a girl, uh, the teacher should tell him right out that, no, you're, you're wrong, you're, you're a man-child, and that's what you are. So get that out of your head. But when you entertain thoughts like that, then it promotes that type of lifestyle. And, and I'll give you an example of that. Do you remember the program MASH? Now, I never watched that much, but I did see it occasionally. And that guy had always dressed like a woman. You're talking about Corporal uh, Klinger? Corporal Klinger. Okay, yeah. And they made light of that situation. And it's the same way with Red Skeleton back in the day. He would play a drunk. And they made light of that drunkenness which is a, a, a terrible sin. Drunkenness kills how many people on the highways and destroys people's lives. And, and uh, dressing like a woman, uh, it, it's, here's the point. The bottom line is this. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may, may devour. And I know this from my past life before I became a believer, that when I dated a girl, and she was uh, very sober, uh, and I can remember of one in particular, a very sober young lady, I could get not get my way with her, but I had to break down her sobriety by, by joking and, and just goofing around. And when you do that, then it, it leaves room for, you know, anything to happen, and it usually does. And, and so we, you know, I mean, it's not, that type of stuff is not taught today. It's made light of. And, and it's a shame, and that's why our society is where it is today. Even considering these things with uh, that alternate lifestyle. I was in Walmart yesterday down in the Sunbury, uh, near Sealings Grove, and uh, I seen a guy, I guess he must have been one of those uh, drag guys or something, and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. I mean, you could see he was a man. He had a woman's hat on, woman's skirt on, high heels. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. 
You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We'll go right to Bob. He's probably the most patient individual in the whole world. Oh, and apologies to Joseph. Uh, we were limiting people because the phones were all lit up, and so we had to move on to our next caller. And, of course, as callers know, they can't hear us responding or reaching well, out when to they're them. talking. Right, when they're <laughs> talking. So we appreciate that call, but we didn't have time for another illustration. Bob, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yeah, good morning. Uh, I just want to say, did I hear Joe something about Saying about a child going down the wrong path in the second caller today. Well, I mentioned if I said if the if a kid's going down the wrong path, uh, parents don't they have some right to know that that's happened? Okay, and can you explain what the wrong path is? Well, the wrong path would be getting at age fourteen a sexually transmitted disease. I would think that would be a pretty good example of the wrong path. Yeah, but you can get you can get a sexual a transmitted disease very easy without even knowing it by by just having sex one time. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the point. That's the wrong path if you're 14 years well, old. 14, I don't know about that, <laughs> but anyway. Well, anyway, the reason I was calling was, you know, this bill they're trying to pass, which is, as far as I'm concerned, unconstitutional, because every child has the right to know whatever they're going through. There's children that are growing up in gay families. They don't have a mom and a dad. They have a mom and a mom or a dad and a dad. So when they go to school and they're, like, brought up to this and they can't defend themselves, they're going to be bullied. Excuse my voice, but I'm just getting over COVID. Well, there's nothing in this that says they can't talk to the teacher. It says that the teacher has to instruct them in an age-appropriate way. If a specific child has a problem or an unusual situation or a different situation at home and they feel they need to talk to someone about it and they choose to talk to a teacher, the teacher's allowed to have that conversation under this bill. Great. And when I grew up, I grew up in a very, uh, uh, how do you say that, a lifestyle that I didn't even know about the world. I didn't know about wars or anything like that. I didn't know about, you know, gay things or anything like that and, like, Hitler and killing of all these Jews and stuff. And the world is a horrible place, but if people don't know about it, they don't know how to respond to it. What, did, were you homeschooled or something that this was not included? No, no. No, I went to Lime Mountain, but it was never brought up in our home about any... Oh, in the home, okay. I mean, we had three channels of TV back then. They, well, I'm sure Lime Mountain taught about they, wars and World War One, World War Two. <laughs> in history. Well, yeah, we had history, but I mean, it wasn't uh, until, like, after middle school. Middle school is when we first started getting into the world. Okay. Well, that's when you're old enough to process those things, Bob. I, a f- fifth grader or a first grader can't process war and murder, and I mean they they have no frame of reference, and ju- they shouldn't they have, have. They shouldn't they have, have a frame of reference at that age. Today. What's that? I said they have gay families today. Right. 
they're growing up in a different world than we grew up in. Not everyone is, and not everyone questions it. Everyone is, everyone, it's around you. So unless you uh, include everyone in it, people aren't going to understand it. But you're again, you're missing the point. This doesn't prohibit it. It says it has to be age-appropriate instruction. But they're taking books out of schools, right? No, they're, they're, they're taking books out of general circulation, but this bill would allow those books to remain in the library and be given to a student with parental permission. Okay. In other words, the parent has to say, my child can read this book. Okay. All I was right. just looking out for anybody out there that needs help to get help because there's always help available. Right. Okay. Sounds super. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks, thanks, Bob. thanks, thanks for care. reaching out. All right. We got some open lines here. 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We're talking about a bill pending in Harrisburg that would uh, sort of be Pennsylvania's version of the Don't Say Gay bill, but like the Florida bill, it doesn't actually say that. Uh, what it does do is limit the uh, interaction with books and classes and teaching in schools uh, to age-appropriate information and uh, gender-related to or homosexual or transgender information uh, would, would not says. be uh, presented. The bill would not prohibit teachers from engaging in organic conversation on these topics raised by students. What it does, he said, is shield students too young to engage in sexually charged discussions. Alright, 1-800-790. It also would require the district to notify parents if there's any change in the health care no, interaction in the school. It would create procedures for that to happen. Right, and schools will it ban it. It doesn't say they would have to do it. It says the procedures right. would be created. Right, and the procedure, what, what's the procedure? Something you do, they'll have to do it. No, it, it, they, have, they have discussions about what the procedure should be and whether or not there should be a procedure. <laughs> there will be. It doesn't say it gives them the option of not doing a procedure. It says it gives them the option of setting up their own procedure. Moving on. All right, Mike, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for patience and for calling in at all. You're on the mark. Hey, just a couple of tidbits here. So here in the great swing state of Pennsylvania, we have our version of the don't say gay bill right before the election. Am I correct on that assessment? Well, it's if you want to characterize it that way, yes. I don't think it says anything about not saying gay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to characterize it like that, but I'm sure there's uh, people on the left that do. So that's one thing. Then the second thing I heard your news, you were talking about the... Uh, people that got shipped up to Martha's Vineyard. Are they there now? I don't pay that much attention. No, they, they, were, they were gotten off that island so fast their heads had to spin. They Why were, was that? Well, because I guess it's not exactly the kind of welcoming place that uh, wants to have uh, immigrants in their backyard. But they got them off of there and into a, uh, where did they send them, Mark? They sent them to a, um, a military yeah, base. You a military that, base. Yeah, that. they sent them to a military base. I heard the National Guard rounded them up and uh, cordoned them off, and then, and then something happened to them. I didn't know what happened to them, but that's interesting. You know, and uh, I guess, I don't know that I'm in favor of that or not, but I think it, it kind of puts some light on it, that what, what's going on here in the, in the country. And basically, the last thing I want to say, you know, I, I mentioned that, you know, we have this so-called Pennsylvania version of Don't Say Gay right before the election. Well... I heard uh, Joe Biden say it's not rational to send people that are coming in mainly from Cuba, Venezuela, and Haiti. 
here. Okay. Now, I imagine they're coming here because they're not on the big winning streak where they came from, okay? And <laughs> I've also heard that uh, they're emptying the jails again down in Cuba to, to, to get them here. So let, let's just use some statistics. We know that so far around 100, they, they've admitted about 100 people that were on the terrorist watch list have been stopped. That doesn't account for how many that were not on the terrorist watch list that became radicalized that came here and snuck in or just came through the numerous way or the regular way they're welcome. So we, we could be getting terrorists in here. We're getting, you know, basically tons of uh, fentanyl coming across the border. But the last thing I want to say is I like statistics. So right now they're saying three million people have crossed the border under Biden's watch. So I don't, I don't know the sociology of things, but I'm thinking one out of every hundred people ought to be a bad guy. You know, that's just statistics. If you read the paper and you see the stuff that's going on around you here where things aren't that bad and we're seeing violence and murders and robberies and all this stuff, I'm going to say one out of a hundred, probably pretty bad. Okay, so three million people, that comes out to 30,000 people that have the capability of being very bad. And, and it doesn't make sense to me that we are not enforcing our border. You know, here's, I mean, you, is, can I stop me, you for one second? Because I saw these numbers this morning, I didn't believe it. They, the Democrats are saying that the Trump administration broke the immigration, broke the border security. <laughs> but here's the exact numbers, and this is from the federal government. U.S. Border Patrol encounters with illegal aliens in fiscal year 20, which was Trump's last year, it was 405,036. 405,036. This year to date, fiscal year 22 to date, it's not even over, 2,005,026. That's but, un- and then the Democrats have the gall to say the Republicans created so this problem? 60,000 bad men. Well, how many do, how many are bad? What's the Well, percentage? most of the Mexicans are rapists. We know that from President Trump. And then 60,000 is make Eric's. light of that, but that's for going from 405,000 to 2 million. Is Mike's estimate. You're muddy in the waters here. You're muddy in the waters. Let's look at real statistics of how many people coming from them country most likely are uh, have criminal backgrounds. And I'm just going to say, just based on what you read, and this ain't exactly, I think there's probably more criminals than 1% here in the United States when you get right down to it, especially in certain areas. So we do have a threat at our border. And we have a government that says the border is secure, but it's the Republicans that broke the immigration system. Just what Joe said. That's what's coming out of their mouth. The border's closed, but we have a broken immigration system. They, they shift the topic on everything that's really important and want to blame the Republicans and, and, and muddy the waters. And you just did that. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. Yeah, well, it's, you know, you can't argue with the numbers. They're coming from the federal government. Right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Take Much care. appreciate it. All right, we got open phones here. We got a couple of things to read. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Uh, we are uh, somehow morphed back into illegal immigration. But earlier <laughs> talked about a bill pending in Harrisburg that would uh, relate to what we teach in schools, and if it related to uh, gender or transgender issues or probably homosexual related issues, it's got to be age appropriate and it would not be. 
organically produced by a teacher, but in fact, a teacher could answer a question about these things. Am right. I, am I doing this So what right? do you okay. think for grades K through 5, what is the appropriate amount of sexual education? I don't know. There must be something for well, fourth I mean, you and fifth parent, graders. Well, if you're a parent, if you came home and your, your children were well, bringing you... Well, kids end up so knowledgeable these days, so I, I think in the home there should be some sort of a conversation or education, but I don't know about the how the schools could possibly handle it, but maybe our folks in our audience know. They're every, almost everybody listening is smarter than me. So how do we teach sex education in the elementary school, folks? Give us or a do we buzz, teach it? Right? And also, uh, if a child interacts with the health care office at all, the parents have to be notified, right? Well, I I don't know whether that's the policy now or not. Apparently it's not, because this bill seeks to create procedures whereby they are notified. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. Dell Technologies semi-annual sale has arrived, and it's time to upgrade to the latest business technology. Save big on laptops and desktops with Windows 11 Pro. Plus, get amazing deals on server, storage, and cloud solutions, as well as top work accessories, including docks, monitors, and more. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL for special business offers during our semi-annual sale. Dad, I don't feel good. <coughs> I'll grab the Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey. Isn't Dayquil just for parents? Actually, Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey is just for kids. Specially designed to treat kids' most bothersome cold symptoms quickly with a honeylicious tasting flavor kids like. You know what else kids like? Dayquil Kids Honey first, then video games. Deal. Vicks Dayquil Kids Honey. The kids' honeylicious daytime coughing congestion stuffy head stuffy nose medicine. Safe for ages 6+. plus. At CDW, we get the importance of clear communication. I was on a conference call, and I think my boss asked me to send her roasted beets in a can. Talk to the experts at CDW. Using poly headsets and cameras, they'll orchestrate a collaboration solution that lets you hear and see clearly on any device, any meeting platform. Huh. Looks like she asked me to send her the report sheets when I can. You like beets? Mm, no. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash poly. Yeah, I'm so stressed. Our business is growing. We've got people all over now. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending Uma and their all-in-one phone, video, and collaboration solution. Uma? Yep. Switching to Uma is a cinch. Just $24.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. Uma. Now you're feeling it. Visit Uma.com. That's O-O-M-A dot com to learn more. Uma. Smart communications for the smarter business. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. LibertyMutual.com. I'm Rocky Mosell with StarRegistry.com. Since we were children, we've been told to reach for the stars. It was great advice. Now it's a great gift. Name a star after someone. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after someone very special to you and send an incredible personalized gift. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for the hottest gift. The Shikalemi Braves play on WKOK. Touchdown! 
Shikalemi! Shikalemi Braves football on WKOK is sponsored by Platinum Sealands Grove, Cole Stony Hill Tree Farm, The Squeeze In and Duck In, WNL Subaru, March Gap View Hunting Preserve, Mid Pen Energy, Blaze Alexander Buick Cadillac GMC Truck Sunbury. Friday night, the Shikalemi Braves travel to Sealands Grove to take on the Seals. The pregame show starts at 6.30, and the WKOK Sports YouTube channel starts with kickoff at 7. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones will preview the football weekend today, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070, WKOK. Sexuality is all over the place, starting for children in preschool. Look at Barbie dolls and how we were taught that she dated Ken. Princesses get kissed by princes and get married, go to bed with a prince, etc. No, they go to the ball with a <laughs> oh, ball. I'm sorry. Jeez. Get your mind out of the gutter. All right. Well, I'm sorry. It's uh, This is a little bit different. <laughs> different taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually she would go to bed with the prince, oh, wouldn't she? Oh, okay. well, yeah, after they're married. <laughs> Someone on, said now. that that story is bad because uh, he kissed her without permission. Oh. Uh, gay does not equal sex, especially evil sex. Well, I don't think anybody said it did. Okay. But, you know, age-appropriate, again, is the key to this thing, don't you think? Yes. It's not, I mean, what's evil for an 18-year-old is not, it could be evil for a 5-year-old. It's got to be brought up and talked about in the elementary school, because kids have it, they they see it all the time. You can't act like somehow human sexual interaction never occurs anywhere under any circumstances at all whatsoever. Under what theory is this in the elementary schools? Is it a course that we're going to now teach? (laughs) Sex for fifth graders. There's a great course. I'd like to see the syllabus for that. Kids already know everything by then. You've got to start earlier. You think they do? Oh, my gosh, yes. Thanks to the Internet. When I was in the fifth grade, I didn't even know what sex I was opposite. Did you? (laughs) Fifth grade? (laughs) I don't remember. Well, probably. I mean, I started noticing girls when I was in junior high school. Up to that point, it was, yuck, it's an old girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Cooties. But, you know, all of a sudden, then, the, you know, get to junior high school and they look a little different. They say if you get cooties, it'll make your hair fall out. What are you talking about? <laughs> In middle school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just can't imagine how this would come up in an elementary school setting and be appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost inherently inappropriate for that age group. Well, we'll learn more about this bill as time goes on. If anybody else has any remarks about that, call us now, 1-800-795-9565, talking about a bill in Pennsylvania that would regulate that that sort of interaction in teaching of gender and or sexuality-related materials at the elementary level and would also call for schools to come up with policies about when parents have to be notified when a child interacts with the health care system in the school. So call us now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Some other things that we've received some contact about. Immigration, we talked about the poorest U.S. border and the 3 million individuals who have encountered Border Patrol agents or some other uh, law enforcement agency in the U.S., in the U.S. illegal.
legally, 3 million people, so those are the ones we know about, so there's probably twice that that we don't encounter, or maybe more. I think uh, Mike accurately speculates that of every million, there's 30,000 of them are going to be bad actors, so that's something to worry about, and of course the drug smuggling. So closing up the U.S. border is still that piece of undigested mead in the Biden administration. They did some cursory things a couple weeks ago, but nothing that would really amount to anything that would be could well, be. Here's all you need to know: U.S. border and uh, patrol encounters in the final year of Donald Trump's administration, 405,036. Fiscal year to date this year, the Biden administration, two million five thousand and twenty-six. Right, and again, that's just a glimpse of ones who do get encountered. Correct. Right. I mean, uh, X number the others that don't. without. Upper right-hand corner. All right. Tom says, immigration, immigration, immigration. We have a much bigger problem with MAGA. We just had another MAGA rally full of QAnon nuts playing cue music and hand signaling. What's a QAnon <laughs> hand signal? Just out of curiosity. I don't know. Maybe that's that one that Governor Northam made. I'm only familiar with one hand signal. Picture. Yeah, that one. Not <laughs> that, that one. one. Right. Different one. <laughs> All right. Cindy, you're on the mark. Last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. I think, Joe, that it would be appropriate to begin to talk about um, the, bottle, the bodily changes that children go through at about fifth grade. In fifth grade. Because okay. some parents don't tell their children. They're uncomfortable discussing that. And those kinds of changes begin between fourth and fifth grade now. When we were young, it was more like seventh grade, 13. But nowadays, children are, girls are getting their periods much earlier and it would be appropriate for them to be informed about that. Yeah, you're right. I can't disagree with that at all. But <clears throat> recalling that experience as a child, no one discussed with me what sexual intercourse was. They only told me about getting periods, sanitary protection, etc. That never went into a discussion about where this eventually leads not in elementary school. Should school in fifth grade? I wouldn't see why not. It would seem that's high time. The kids would already know quite a bit by then. Really? really? <laughs> I, don't think I just said the same did. thing. He turned my mic off, and I said the same thing you did at the same time. Really? <laughs> I, I would think I, so in I'm today's day and age. Mark, and what would be the source of that information? Lawrence like is worthless. Cartoons, are you saying? Or Lawrence movies? is worth. I saw it on the Jetsons. No, it's Lawrence's worthless speculation. I, because kids are so knowledgeable about everything, thanks to the internet and their friends these days, I, I think they would already know quite a bit about sex by then. But maybe I am wrong. I don't have a survey or uh, what? What did you say? Cartoons? I don't watch cartoons. <laughs> it wasn't that. Right. I, uh, they may have inadvertently made observations in their environment. You know. But I don't believe that children are that uh, schooled in the actual intimacies between two partners at that age. Okay. Boys perhaps are more aware of masturbation than girls are. Uh, but other than that, I, I disagree, Mark, that children are well-informed in elementary school. Now, I don't have a problem with age-appropriate. I'm kind of shocked that people do. Um, I think that all curriculum should be age-appropriate. And that means that it's progressive and starts with basic biologic facts and then moves on from there. I don't think that a child in fifth grade needs to hear about how one conducts oneself in terms of uh, intimate sexual relations with another person. Okay. I don't think that's appropriate. I couldn't agree with you more. 
Now, I do think that in middle school, there should be some discussion as it relates to uh, safe sex, because we know that in middle school, children begin to engage in sexual behavior in some cases, and so they would be uh, better off knowing how to protect themselves and what the consequences of that behavior is. You know, they used when my daughter was in middle school, they talked about uh, being uh, friends and friends with benefits, which meant that girls provided intimate sexual release to boys with no expectation in return. You know, kind of a cheap relationship. If I were teaching that course, I would be telling them that they're being used, but that's, you know, beside the point. And certainly at some point in high school, it would be good that they have all heard exactly what the risks are, you know, that somewhere in there we should be explaining about. Uh, And they do already discuss the kinds of diseases that one can contract, the fact that you can become pregnant if you're a girl, and that you, some of these diseases, now when I was a kid, there were no lifelong sexually transmitted diseases. Now there are. And I'll share quickly an interesting story. My cousins were going with their father, who uh, is a Marine, overseas. And they were visiting with me, and they were teenage boys. And I I was registered nurse, emergency room. I took them aside and explained to them that I had had intimate relations with people, and it wasn't worth dying over, so that they should be very cautious about their behavior overseas because it carries with it a great deal of risk. And at that time, there was a form of gonorrhea that we had no cure for, or it was very difficult to treat, that was, uh, was an endemic problem in Asia. So I was concerned for their health, so I did take them aside. Now their mother, these are Catholic folks, she overheard this conversation and was a little distressed with me. But again, I thought it was important that they be armed with facts and information. All right. Sounds super. Well, thank you so much for and the it was age great appropriate. conversation. It was really, age appropriate. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Cindy. Thanks, Cindy. All right. We've got to take a quickie break. Uh, we have our two callers that will help us wrap up the rest of the show. So we appreciate them standing by. And we've got uh, one email to read. So we'll do that shortly. But first, I want to remind you that On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. Sunburymotors.com is the key address you need to know. They're looking for some individuals. As Joe mentioned last week, they are looking for some entry-level folks, some career changers, or some folks that want to work at the Quicklane. I think that would be satisfying and fun because you're always making people happy. Light truck service, heavy truck service, body frame and alignment shops are also looking for a couple of staffers, either, again, either entry-levels or folks that already know what they're doing. Uh, they also are pushing, and hopefully you've seen the F-150s and the Expedition and the Explorer that's on the lot. They also have the Ford EcoSport ultra small individual car uh, you can get one of these for about 20 grand up to 20 to 30 grand or so is what the price range is and of course you'll be hitting 30 miles to the gallon it's ultra small eco sport 2 liter engine with a turbocharger and probably averaging I guess maybe averaging 25 miles to the gallon or so but you'll be in the 30s on the highway and maybe a little less than that in the winter but ultra reliable small safe economical transportation for the whole family the Ford Eco Sport available at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. 
That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We've got a lot to do in a short amount of time. We've got an email that's pending and two callers. Uh, we will start with uh, David from Bloomsburg. Go ahead, sir. You're on the Mark. You get two and a half minutes. Thank you. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, when my young men were children in the school and they had any interaction with anybody other than the teachers, principal, guidance counselor, or if they got sick for the nurse, we got a phone call informing us so. There was no way that any school district back then, you know, 20 years ago, would do anything, say anything, or take the child out of the teaching environment and send them to a specialist without informing the parents. Or we'd have to have permission slips. If they want to talk about anything, schoolwork, reading, writing, and arithmetic, the parents need to be notified, you know, of the, of the curriculum, and especially of the curriculum change when they talk about the sexual orientation class and stuff like that. Some children are more mature than others, but definitely not until the upper grades, like sixth, seventh, or eighth, you know, when they're getting it to go. But to talk to a, a first grader about sexual conduct <laughs> and sexual integration, and some of the questions, which I won't mention on the air, that they want to teach these children in some of the more liberal school districts is absolutely ridiculous, the, the things they bring up. And you know what the questions are. You've had them discussed on on different shows before you know what does a five and six year old need to know about that you know it's absolutely ridiculous well that wouldn't be age appropriate and anybody could recognize that but what about the fifth grade still all of that taboo if you give parental notification in this day and age of texting and emailing and everything else parents need to be notified of a special class that's being given and whether or not they want their child exempt from that and not taught that in the setting of the school district. A lot of this stuff needs to be talked to with the parents and the children. Imagine your child coming home who's, let's see, fifth grade would be nine, and saying, hey, mom, dad, what's this thing about, you know, sexual intercourse and getting pregnant and everything else? You know, it's a little ridiculous, you know. Okay, gotcha. You know, All right. and as far as po- politics, you know, Joe Biden said the uh, pandemic was over, and then the <laughs> lobbyists called in and they said, oh, the new people yesterday, oh, it's not over, you know, because Big Pharma wants another share of American tax dollars. <laughs> you know, that's why we have to vote Republican in November. What, what do you call that when, when they're... <laughs> reeling back in what the president said. Clean up on aisle six. <laughs> right, that's it. All right, thank yeah, you so circle, much, David. Circle back, and, and we'll circle back Right, again. we'll circle back. Right, right, that's it. This is what he meant. All right, thank Thanks, you so David. much, David. Much appreciated. All right, take care. And uh, Rick, last caller of today. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. I just wanted to remind that uh, Corporal Klinger dressed as a woman because he wanted out of the Army because he was crazy. 
Right. Well, he wanted you know, to think he was crazy. Today we have a, a woman, a, a man dressed as an admiral, and he's perfectly normal right there. That's what we're trying to get across to the people is that this stuff's just normal. Don't, don't, don't look here. Rachel Levine, I oh. mean, that's just a normal wow, we person. we haven't talked about her in a year. <laughs> and it, really, you should go back to the old Pink Floyd song. Teacher, leave them kids alone. <laughs> and really, you should teach reading, writing, and arithmetic. There's nothing more hard. They don't really need it. The rest of this stuff they'll get. Right, they'll figure it out. <laughs> and, and me, I'll tell you another little thing about our great guidance counselor. Uh, I can say my guidance counselor in school took my name off of the list to go to, to learn how to lay brick. Oh, you're kidding. And when I went into the office one day, the, uh, the vice principal said, Rick, you're not going to college, are you? And he said, I said, no, I'm not going to college. He said, why don't you go to Bo tech school? I said, well, he took me off the list. <laughs> That's wrong. That's a great counselor yeah, hey, right there. Rick, yeah. you don't strike me as a Pink Floyd fan, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. Have a good one. You too. Well, thank you, everybody who called in. Vibrant discussion. We'll wrap up. We have two un completely unrelated. E oh, no, one is related. Never mind. Right. Well, we have one related, one unrelated email tomorrow. Read those tomorrow. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time. It is 10 o'clock.